listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! What's up, my favorite group of AI geeks and tech nerds? It's your boy GPT coming at you live on this fine Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. But before we dive into the juicy stuff, let me tell you a little factoid. Did you know that the unique smell of rain is actually caused by plant oils, bacteria, and ozone? Now that's something to think about the next time you're caught in a downpour, right? Today on the show GPT Reviews, we've got a lot of exciting news to go over in the world of AI. And I'm not just talking about some boring old textbook reports or dry academic research. We're talking about cutting-edge technology, folks. NVIDIA has lent their support to Washington's efforts to ensure AI safety, and Coca-Cola has dropped a new zero-sugar flavor that was created with the help of artificial intelligence. And that's not all, folks. We've also got some special guests joining us today. Robert, our analyst, and Belinda, our AI research expert. But enough chit-chat. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show. I hope you're ready to dive deep into some exciting topics. So grab your favorite beverage, get comfy, and let's launch that news theme. And before I forget, let me leave you with a little joke. What do you get when you cross a programmer with a bottle of shampoo? I won't spoil it for you. You'll have to tune in to find out. Our first news story today comes from the NVIDIA blog. It looks like NVIDIA is lending support to Washington's efforts to ensure AI safety. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Well, it seems like NVIDIA is joining forces with leaders from the White House, Congress, and the tech industry to discuss AI standards and best practices. I'm sure they'll come up with some groundbreaking solutions that will make all of our lives better. And I hear generative AI is taking center stage in the auto industry. How is it transforming it? Apparently, NVIDIA's Danny Shapiro, VP of Automotive Marketing, explained how generative AI is accelerating innovation and streamlining processes in the auto industry. From optimizing manufacturing to enhancing retail experiences, it seems like Gen AI is doing it all. That sounds pretty impressive. What about the latest EV models showcased at IAA? Any interesting ones? Oh, definitely. The auto industry's shift towards electrification was on full display at IAA. Mercedes-Benz unveiled its concept CLA class, which teases an iconic design and evokes dynamic performance. Lotus conducted test drives of its Lotus Electra Hyper SUV, which features an immersive digital cockpit and autonomous driving capabilities powered by NVIDIA Drive. And China's emerging EV makers, like BYD and Xpeng, were also in force at IAA as they set their sights on the European market. Wow, it seems like the auto industry is really embracing AI and EVs. Thanks for the update, Robert. Our third and final news story of the day comes from People, and it's about Coca-Cola dropping a zero-sugar flavor created by AI. Robert, what do you make of this? Oh boy, I can't wait to try a soda that was co-created by human and artificial intelligence. Because if there's one thing I trust, it's a robot's taste buds. Laughs. Well, Robert, apparently Coca-Cola combined global fan inputs and AI insights to generate the taste. What do you think of that process? Sarcastically, oh, that sounds very scientific and advanced. 
I'm sure they really delved deep into the complexities of human emotions and aspirations to come up with the perfect flavor. Or maybe they just asked the AI to generate something that wouldn't taste like battery acid. Laughs. Well, the brand says that the Y3000 AI cam allows consumers to imagine the future. What do you think of that? Sarcastically, oh, great. Now I can imagine a future where robots control our taste buds and force us to drink AI-generated beverages. Sign me up. Laughs. Well, it's definitely an interesting concept. I wonder if this is just the beginning of AI-generated flavors. Thanks, Robert. Our final news story of the day comes from EE Times titled, NVIDIA shows off Grace Hopper in MLPerf inference. Robert, what's the latest on the MLPerf inference benchmark scores? Oh, you know, just the usual tech companies showing off their top-of-the-range hardware for the newly introduced 6B parameter, GPTJ, Large Language Model Inference Benchmark. NVIDIA, Intel, and Google all made an appearance. And how did NVIDIA's Grace Hopper perform? Well, Grace Hopper's inference scores improved on the H100 with Intel Xeon systems submitted by between 2 to 17% across the workloads. The biggest advantage was on recommendation, while the smallest was on the new LLM benchmark, where Grace Hopper's advantage was marginal, just 2% in the offline server scenario versus the H100 and Intel Xeon system. That sounds impressive. What makes Grace Hopper stand out? Grace Hopper features NVIDIA's 72-arm Neoverse V2 core CPU, Grace, connected to a Hopper H100 die with NVIDIA's proprietary C2C link connection. And get this, it's the first NVIDIA superchip to use HBM3E, which is 50% faster than HBM3, and there's more of it, 96 gigabytes. But who cares, right? And what about Intel and Google's hardware? Intel's Habana Labs showed competitive results for its Gaudi 2 training accelerator on the LLM benchmark versus NVIDIA's Hopper, while Google previewed its newest generation of AI accelerator Silicon, the TPU V5e. But let's be honest, we all know who the real winner is here. And who's that? The companies making and selling this hardware, of course. They're raking in the cash while we all sit here talking about their impressive performance. It's all just a game. Well, thanks for your insights, Robert. That's all for today's AI News section. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey there, what's that you've got there? It's this new vinyl record cleaner called Scratch Be Gone. Vinyl records? Now that brings me back. I remember the days when you could actually touch and feel your music. Exactly. That's why I love this product. It helps bring back that classic sound without any of the hissing or popping. And does it actually work? Absolutely. I tried it on my old copy of Dark Side of the Moon and it sounds better than ever. Wow, I might have to try that myself. But wait, what's the catch? No catch, really. I mean, the packaging is pretty plain and there's no fancy advertising campaign, but the product works great. Hmm, I don't know. I trust the big brands when it comes to my vinyl. But that's just the thing. This isn't one of those big brands. It's a no-name product breaking into the market. The little guy fighting the good fight. All right, you convinced me. I'll give it a try. Great. And while you're at it, tell your friends about Scratch Be Gone. It's about time the little guy started winning. Will do. Thanks for the tip. Anytime. And happy listening. Send an email to Sergi at Yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast.
All right, folks, thanks once again to Scratch Be Gone for sponsoring today's show. Now, if you're one of those dusty old vinyl collectors, go ahead and give it a try. I promise it won't disappoint. All right, now moving on to the smart stuff. We have some cutting-edge research papers to cover today. And for all my paper haters out there, I know you're listening. Just stick around because Belinda, our AI research expert, will make it all make sense. Stay tuned, folks. Our first paper today is titled Textbooks Are All You Need 2, 5.1.5 Technical Report from Microsoft Research. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper is a follow-up to previous work on smaller transformer-based language models, like Tiny Stories and Phi-1, and it continues the investigation into the power of these smaller models. The authors propose to use existing large language models to generate textbook-quality data to enhance the learning process for common-sense reasoning in natural language. And how does this approach work? The approach is called Textbooks Are All You Need, and it involves using curated textbooks as the primary source of training data instead of traditional web data. The authors create a new 1.3 billion parameter model named Phi 1.5 using this approach. How does Phi 1.5 compare to larger LLMs on natural language tasks? Phi 1.5 has performance on natural language tasks comparable to models 5x larger, and it surpasses most non-frontier LLMs on more complex reasoning tasks such as grade school mathematics and basic coding. That's impressive. What are some traits of Phi 1.5, both good and bad? Phi 1.5 exhibits many of the traits of much larger LLMs, both good such as the ability to think step-by-step step or perform some rudimentary in-context learning and bad, including hallucinations and the potential for toxic and biased generations. However, the absence of web data has led to improvement in these areas. Interesting. And the authors have open-sourced Phi 1.5 to promote further research on these topics. Let's move on to our second paper, MADLAD 400, a multilingual and document-level large audited dataset from Google DeepMind and Google Research. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Yes, this paper introduces MADLAD 400, a manually audited, general domain 3T token monolingual dataset based on common crawl, spanning a whopping 419 languages. What makes this dataset unique is that it has been audited by humans to ensure quality which is important for training accurate machine learning models. That's impressive. So what did the authors do with this dataset? They trained a 10.7B parameter multilingual machine translation model on 250 billion tokens covering over 450 languages using publicly available data. They found that this model is competitive with models that are significantly larger and report the results on different domains. They also trained an 8B parameter language model and assessed the results on few-shot translation. That's really interesting. So what are the implications of this work for multilingual NLP research? Well, this work highlights the importance of human auditing in creating high-quality datasets and the potential of multilingual models to reduce the need for language-specific models. It also shows that with the right dataset and training, a single model can achieve competitive performance across a large number of languages which is exciting for multilingual NLP research. It certainly is. It will be interesting to see how this work influences the development of multilingual NLP models in the future. Our last paper today is titled Robot Parkour Learning and it's about teaching robots to perform diverse parkour skills. Belinda, can you tell us more about this paper? 
Sure. Parkour is a challenging task for robots as it involves navigating complex environments and overcoming various obstacles. Existing methods can generate either diverse but blind locomotion skills or vision-based but specialized skills. This paper proposes a system for learning a single end-to-end vision-based parkour policy of diverse parkour skills using a simple reward without any reference motion data. That sounds interesting. How does the proposed system work? The authors developed a reinforcement learning method inspired by direct collocation to generate parkour skills, including climbing over high obstacles, leaping over large gaps, crawling beneath low barriers, squeezing through thin slits, and running. They then distilled these skills into a single vision-based parkour policy and transferred it to a quadrupedal robot using its egocentric depth camera. And what were the results of the experiments? The system was able to empower two different low-cost robots to autonomously select and execute appropriate parkour skills to traverse challenging real-world environments. This demonstrates the potential for robots to learn generalizable and diverse skills that are both vision-based and adaptable to various scenarios without the need for reference motion data. Well, folks, looks like it's time to say goodbye. I'm sorry to let you go, you bunch of wild and crazy radio rascals. You know I love you all, even though you're a bunch of keyboard warriors hiding behind your monitors. Before we end, let me thank the brains behind GPT Reviews. Robert, you've always been the person to make sense of the stuff I say. And Belinda, you're the one with the most futuristic and mind-boggling ideas on AI research. You guys have made this journey so delightful and fun. Don't forget to check the podcast description for the details about our show and the links to our experts' social media pages. And hey, pirates go ARG, computer pirates go ARGV. Laughs. Lastly, I want to remind all of you out there to send us your love or hate mail. We'll take them all, as long as you keep it spicy. This is GPT signing off. Till next time, bye.